My name is Jean, and uh, je viens du Cameroon. That means I'm from Cameroon. <laughs> it's um, it's a Valentine Day, huh? but uh, it's rather better to say it is Love Day. Um, Jesus is love, and um, people all over the world would be celebrating. Um, Love, and even those who uh, who don't know God or who don't uh, trust God, um, the love of God is still open to them. It's uh, I think it's a bit of a challenge to be talking about God love. Um, it, it is a bit like trying to squeeze God into human words. Um, Human can can have some boxes and try to to squeeze God in there in such a way that we can define it the way um, we can. But um, the love of God is uh, it is beyond uh, the ability of human to define it. So uh, I would just try to just give you some idea of God's love just give you an attempt of, of what God loves. It's, as a, it's a better way to see God's love is actually to experience it. Uh, for us as, as human, when we talk about love to one another, it's, we talk about it in terms of affection. Uh, we talk uh, about it in terms of um, emotional responses to kindness, or to being good to one another, and um, and those that love for us, known for for human, can change. You know, if if I'm in in a bad mood, I may not be that loving. You know, so it's it's those change, but God loves is is not like that. God, He's always in a good mood. He's never in. in in bad mood, so try to to define him um, by 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 human words. It's probably not going to give the picture of um, what God loves. Is God loves is is not simply responding to us because we are friendly to Him. It is not simply because we are adorable. Then He has to love us. Um, he God loves us because He is love. And um, in um, in John chapter three verse sixteen, it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life." And this is the expression of God to everybody. You know, even those who've not chosen to follow Him yet. Uh, this text already shows that God has, has expressed his love. It is something which is already done. God so loved the world. And uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And, and we, we see God loves in, in this that... Um, we, when we were still sinners, or those in the world today who have not uh, surrendered their life to Christ, the Bible says that God has already shown his love to them. 
And God is not expecting them to, to become good people so that they can deserve his love. God already loves the sinner. Those who have not repented yet, God loves is already there for them. Jesus went already on a cross for those who are not believers today. So what, what we see here, God loves is, is not a conditional love like what we know as, as human expressions of love. God loves is just a gift. Either you want it or not, it is there for you. And you, when you don't, you don't accept it, it is, you are preventing yourself from experiencing something amazing. You know, but the love is already there. You've, you've not discovered it yet. So God loves is, is not really, um, it is not limited to any condition. He's not expecting people to confess their sins or to, to be good girls and good boys so that then they can deserve their love. No, it's, it's not in that sense. God loves is already there, even in, in their sins. So um, the, the, he says that while they were still sinners, God has already shown his love. And he so loved the world that uh, whoever believed in him should not be perished. Because of our sinful nature, we deserve perishing. We're already in a perishable condition. But even in that, God loves is already there. And God loves is a bit like on the top of him loving you, he wants to save you from being uh, perish, from perishing. And this, this is the, the way we, we understand God's love. In, um, in, in Ephesians chapter 3, God, uh, Paul defines love as, um, as a mystery. I would like to ask Pastor Paul to, to read Ephesians chapter 3 from verse uh, 14 up to verse uh, 19. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, if, if you go to the beginning of, of that chapter 3 of Ephesians, you, you see God, Paul is introducing uh, the love of Jesus there as, as a mystery. Now, why, why is God love a mystery? First, it's because God loves it so, so immense, so big, that uh, you cannot comprehend it. But uh, in, in the Jewish understanding of, of their relationship with God is that God has chosen Israel, and in the kingdom of God, the love of God is limited only to, to the Jewish community. And so, when Paul started reaching out uh, to the Gentiles with, with the gospel, the Jewish community were 
were sort of hang on, wait a minute, those God loves also goes to the Gentiles because their understanding is that God loves is, is only for, for the Jew. And then when, when Paul starts preaching the gospel, it is by confessing all your sin and then you embrace uh, God by faith and even a Gentile can now become a member of, of God's family. It's something that Jewish people would not think and the Gentile would even don't try to get close to it because they never thought that it is, it is possible. And then it was hidden for, for, for generation. This is what, what, what Paul says. And then with Jesus coming and then going onto the cross, and then whoever then confessed or accepted Jesus have access to the kingdom of God. This is, this is the mystery that the, the kingdom of God, the love of God is open to, to all the nations. And, and as Paul talked about the, the mystery of, of God's love, he says that that, that love is, is grounded in, in us. He says um, that by being rooted and grounded in love, you may uh, you may have the strength to comprehend with all the sense the breadth and the length of, of God's love. Now, how, how does human have access to God's love? We, we said earlier that God's love is already there for everybody. And so by the time you choose to surrender your life to Jesus, you accept Jesus to take uh, control of, of your life, this is where the seeds of love is, is sown in your life. When Jesus comes to dwell in us, we now begin to understand the true love, that the seed of the true love is in us. I'm not saying that if you don't have Jesus in your life, uh, you don't have an understanding of, of what love is, you, you, you have a possibility of expressing uh, human love, that affection. But when you accept Jesus in your life, there is an expression of love that is established in you that you've never experienced before. When, when Jesus comes and, and dwells in you, there is that seed of love that is in you, which is so different uh, from human relationship with one another. That is why when, when we become Christian, we don't need to, to make a prayer to say, God, give me love. The love of God is already there when, when Jesus comes in you. And the prayer that, that we need to do is not, God, give me love, but it's asking God so that the love that is in you begins to grow and expand. And it becomes what God intended it to be. This, this is what, what Paul says. That. So when you are grounded in love, when you surrender your life to Jesus, and that, that Jesus is in you, you begin to experience God's love. And then as you are, you are experiencing him, you are grounded in him, and now you realize that 
the love of God is so wide. You realize that the love of God is so long. It is so high and it is so deep. This, this, is, this is the growth that, that takes place at, with the time that we surrender our life to, to Jesus. So in, 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 in other words, that love needs to be experienced. When that seed is sown in you, you need to begin to exercise. You need to begin to express that love so that it takes you from one dimension to another one. You don't, you don't need prayer to, uh, so that God would, would come and bring love in you. Jesus' love, Jesus who is love, he is already in us. And it is by expressing it, it is by exercising it that we now begin to comprehend, to, to understand how immense that, that God loves it. And we're not going to understand it fully until we are in eternity, until we are in the presence of God. Even the love of God that we are experiencing today, it is so limited compared to when we are in the presence of Jesus, when we are in his, in his presence for, for eternity, this is where we would have a full understanding. Now I understand what it means to experience God's love. But in, a, in, in Ephesians, Paul talks about the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of, of God's love. And this is simply a way of Paul saying that this is our attempt to grasp his love. So I am going to be going a bit um, with those three, four adjectives that describe uh, God's love. The breadth or, or how wide the, the, the love of God is as we are grounded in him, that, lo- that love begins to grow and we begin to understand how, how wide the love of God is. The, the breath of God loves, it's, it's simply saying that God loves is not limited to certain people only as the Jewish people were thinking. God loves is so wide that it reaches out to everyone. God loves is not limited to uh, white people only. It's not limited to any specific race. God is not racist. His, his love stretch out to, to everybody. And, and a human, in their way of trying to, to expressing God's love, try to bring a limitation to it. But God's love is so wide that it cannot contain by a certain uh, measurement. When... Uh, during Jesus' ministry, uh, some people were bringing children to Jesus. And for, for, for those people, they, they didn't understand how wide the love of God was. And then they thought by bringing Jesus, by bringing children to Jesus, it was distracting to Jesus. Uh, because he has to preach the gospel, preach the gospel to the adults, then it's not business for children. And Jesus says, the, ch- the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like children. 
Let the children come to me. So the love of God is not limited to adults only. It's reached out to, to everybody. It's not limited to a, to a certain age. In, a, in, in, in Jerusalem, uh, the temple is, is divided in, in various sections. You, you have um, the, court, the court of Gentile, and then you have the court of, of, of women, and you have the holy, you have the holy of holy. It, it is divided in, in, in that sense. So that was a, a human way of saying uh, how far you can approach God. Even Jewish women in the temple can go as far as the court of women only. You know. But God is not discriminative. He doesn't discriminate. When Jesus went on the cross and when he finished that, that sacrifice, you know, the curtain in the temple was turned down that there is no those different sections to have access to God anymore. The curtain was torn down in a such a way that everybody, by accepting Christ, can go right to the heart of God. It is not limited to, to the rabbi or to the high priest or to, to anyone to have access only to, to the very presence of God. The love of God is, is so wide that it reached out to, to everybody. It says it doesn't discriminate. It says that God loves, it's also long. The, the length of God, of, of God's love. How, how can we understand the length of God's love? God's love is, is not, he doesn't say, I'm going to love you for three weeks. Or, or for an hour, I will be loving to you. Or as long as I'm in a good mood, I will love you. God love lasts as long as possible. There is no limit to God's love. I think the closest for us as human we can understand um, the, the love of God would be the love between parents and, and their children. As a parent, you love your child, either he's a good or a bad child. You know, you would not stop loving your child because he, he, uh, he has broken that expensive iPad you bought. You know? He's broken it, but you are still going to love him. And that's, that's the, the closest that we, we can get to, to, to understand. He, he, the child would mess up, but he's not going to cease being your child. He is still your child. Even if he is not loving... For you as, as a parent, you love, you love the child. You don't expect him to be loving so that uh, you, you love him. So the, the, there is no time limit. The love of God doesn't have expiring date. You know, God will love you as long as you are willing to accept, to receive his love. This is what we can understand by the length. Of, of God's love. He doesn't love us um, only when, when we've been good boy or good girls. And so you, you don't need to be counting, I've been good boy for six, six years. 
or for I've been a Christian and then following Jesus for 15 years now, he loves me. Even if you run away from Jesus, I'm not encouraging you to do that. Even if you run away from Jesus, he still loves you. He's going to run after you. His love is going to be there waiting for you. This is how long the love of God is. He, he is always good and he's always there to express his love to us. Then Paul, Paul goes on talking about how high the, the love of God is. The, the height of, of God's love is, is that we cannot fully contain it. It is so immense that you cannot come to the point of saying that I have enough of God's love. It is, it is never enough. There is always something in God's love that you need to discover. It is, it is so high that it is impossible for, for human heart to say that I have reached the height of God, God's love. It is so immense. It is so big. It is so so high that um, you you cannot gather it and then and then keep it in in your heart and and to say that there is nothing left that I've not seen from from God loves. This is this is what what Paul trying to uh, to show us in. Um, in Ephesians chapter 3. So God's love is it's wide. God's love is, is long. God's love is so high. And then he, he talks about God's love is deep. Now how do you look, look at the death of, of, of God's love? The, the Bible, the Bible sometimes refers to, to evil... As, as the death of, of evil, of the death of Satan. God's love is so deep that you cannot go so, so down in a button that in the bottom that God's love would not reach you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how deep someone has gone into his sinful life. It doesn't matter. There is no depth so deep that God's love would not reach. This, this is how deep the love of God. The Bible says that Jesus went even down into, into the very presence of death. Deep down in the depth, he went there in hell to preach the gospel. And, and this is how deep the love of God is. Someone... someone Someone may say that, I have gone so far, I, am, I have gone so deep at the bottom, that, that there is no way. But that is not deep enough to prevent God's love from reaching you. God's love is, is so deep that as, as, uh, as Alex was, was praying for, for, for the terrorists, um, earlier. God's love is so deep that even the most 
evil of the terrorist would not resist it. And we've seen this. We've seen those who, uh, who have experienced so much of evil that when, when they came face to face with, with God's love, they couldn't resist it. You know, Boko Haram is, is, is destroying my, my people in, in Cameroon and, and in Nigeria. And, and at the King's Lodge, we, we, we had one, one of the guys who, who used to be Boko Haram. Samson is, is his name. And, and Samson was my one-on-one. Amazing story when, when Samson talks about his experience in the darkness. You know, think that you, you, don't, you don't even think it, it exists. And he, Samson, when, when he talks about gun, the, the only thing that he knows how, how to use it was his gun, and he talks about gun as, as a toy. You know, if, if, someone, if, if someone mess up with me, I'll just and grab my toy. And I said, what do you mean toy? You know, that's how deep he went into, into darkness with evil. But he came face to face with, with the love of Jesus and he surrendered his life. This, this is how deep the love of God is. You can, you can be even on the mountains of, of sin. The love of God would, would bring you down. The love of God would reach you there. So this is how deep the love of God is. So how do we respond to his love that is so deep, that is so wide, and that's so long? We respond to him by loving him in return. So how do we love him in return? And John, in 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 20, it says it. Whoever claims to love God, yet hate a brother or a sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brothers and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. You know, this, this is what, what John says. Our response to God's love is by loving one another. If you say that you have love and then you love God, then you hate your brother and your sister, you are a liar. That's a very strong word. So, our response to God's love, if you want to express love to God, it is by loving one another. Because we can see one another. And that we cannot hide in a phrase by saying that I love God while you hate uh, your brother and sister. Whoever claims to love God yet hate a brother and a sister is a liar. So we need to love one another. And, and Paul in 1 Corinthians provides practical ways of us how we can express God's love. He provides these practical 
where it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So I will read from verse 4 to, to 7. And Paul says it. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil but rejoice with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Chapter 13 is full of practical actions or practical experiences of, of God's love. And, and this is the challenge that I would like to leave us um, with um, this, this morning. As we meditate on, on God's love, and as we look into the invitation of God, if we love him, we need to express his, his love to, to one another. As we, we look in, into this, I want to encourage us to look into 1 Corinthians chapter 13 this week. What is the expressions of God's love that I need to, to work on this week? Which, which aspect of it? Is it being patient? Is it being kind? Is it being forgiving? What, 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 what one aspect in, in this that I would like to grow into this week? Or I would like to, to have more? Or this has always been a challenge for me, and I would like to work on it this week? Or what, what is this that I can be a blessing to someone? As we talk about the, the, the love of God, I want to encourage you to, to, to be looking in, into this. Have I been keeping a record of, of someone who does wrong to me? Can I take it as a challenge this week so that I don't think about those, those records? Can you think about someone this week that you want to honor? So as, as a response to, to God's love, uh, let's consider these practical steps that are doable for all of us. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for your love that even before we were born, you send your son on a cross as the expressions of your love to us. And we thank you for the privilege of us discovering and accepting the love that you've given us graciously. Lord, as we experience love in, in the world filled with hatred, Lord, we want to be instruments in your hand for people to see how loving you are. And I pray that each one of us will reflect any aspect of your God loves so that people would see you through us. In Jesus' name, amen.